Welcome back to the Fantasy Football Formula. This is our first mock draft episode. We're a little over a month away until the NFL draft. As you can see, we've brought on a guest. I feel like he you pay attention to the draft more than any other thing all season. We brought you on last year to do our draft bets episode, which we will bring you on again for in a few weeks. But here we are. You just got off your shift at McDonald's, stole the headset, and uh well, give him a proper introduction yeah. so so our audience knows who we're dealing with here. We got uh Jeff Bezos's personal analyst uh as he was bidding for the Washington Commanders franchise. Frankie yeah. was uh an integral part of that process to be in the front office. So we're and excited to have him here. as part of the team here today. Yeah. Uh, good to uh, get myself well liked before we start <laughs> yeah i'm just happy i've remained employed throughout the draft process because i've listened to a lot of podcasts and i'm ready to share that wisdom ready to go so well, you got how- the mike mcdaniel glasses so i think you're ready <laughs> i gotta be able to see through pb's nonsense so <laughs> send me well, a pair of those we uh what we're gonna do is we have Nick start us off with pick one. I have pick two. Um, forget who has pick three. I know oh, Frankie he's... has four. Alex has three. Frankie has four. And Corey has five. And we're just going to rotate all the way through the first round. There's no trade backs, nothing like that. We're just as it is. You're going to draft. draft order. Yep. As the draft order stands. So I guess we'll, we'll start it off here. Uh, we have. PFF's mock draft simulator open and we'll get right into it. So there's the on first the pick of the 2023 NFL draft, the, the Carolina, Carolina Panthers. Panthers are going with a franchise quarterback in CJ Stroud. All right. He's got a lot of upside. I'm just thinking that Bryce young and his size concerns are going to be the main reason he isn't drafted here. Tempting to go for a Heisman, but I think they go the safe route since they sent pretty much every pick they had for the next couple of years uh, over to the Bears. So they're going with their franchise guy, franchise guy from Ohio State. All right. All right, Texans on the clock. All right. So with the second pick of the NFL draft, the Texans will be taking – and this is, I just want to preface this. This is not who I would take. This is what I think the Texans will do. I think the Texans will take Bryce Young with the second pick, even though it should be Anthony Richardson. And uh, the reason being just is had just, to drop know, that in. Just had, I had to had to drop it in. I don't want anyone thinking I believe he should be <laughs> going here. But uh, I think he's if he's on the board here, they will be taking him. And it's just believed amongst most teams that he is the highest floor, just NFL ready. The Texans have already made quite a few offseason moves here. Um, and, you know, trying to compete with the Jaguars to win that division. For sure. All right. Cardinals on the clock. Um, obviously, you got pew pew shots. Jonathan Gannon in there. Uh, Eagles defensive coordinator, a guy who loves his front five. Uh, they lost Zach Allen to free agency and J.J. Watt to retirement. I think all of this pre-draft uh, kind of 
you know, obviously you've got the legal situation going on and not a great um, pro day. I still think they're going to go with their guy here, Jalen Carter. I um, think he's the best defensive player in the draft. Right, Corey's Corey's very ready for this pick. Uh, I mean, it's Corey, Richardson. sit down, sit your ass down now. <laughs> no, I mean, I think this is Corey. I, before no, 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 Corey <laughs> needs to be present when you say this pick. He, he, I don't know why Corey, he thinks this is like, like this is the betting odd favorite for the team to grab this guy. Corey, back. sit down. <laughs> <laughs> He's gone. <laughs> I mean, I would preface this with I'm not a huge uh, Anthony Richardson fan, but this is the one spot that I really like him. If you're going to take someone that's going to need a lot of time to develop, you're in the AFC. The Colts are not going to be relevant next year. You can easily red. (laughs) You're going to you can redshirt him for a year, have work on the throwing mechanics. I mean, he really hasn't been very run ha- uh, run happy. He's improved his passing grade each year. I look at it as the Colts are going to have a very high pick next year. And if you can work on his throwing mechanics, you think of you have Michael Pittman as your wide receiver two, and you can look at targeting Marvin Harrison Jr. as your wide receiver one with a revamped Anthony Richardson at the helm. And then you have a chance to compete in the AFC if it pans out. If it doesn't, you have a high pick next year and you have several high profile QBs. Uh, So I think it makes a ton of sense for them to take the risk. I think if you're trading up, Anthony Richardson is a very bad bet because you have to redshirt him for a year. So you're going to be bad. So the trade value you're giving away also increases so that you're increasing the risk. The Colts are able to take that. They're a flyer on someone that is a generational athlete at the position and seeing if they can develop him. They have an OC that makes a ton of sense. The, his play calling with Jalen Hurts was phenomenal. And they strategically use his running ability where I think they didn't really increase his risk of getting injured but they could ramp it up when they needed to. So I think the framework that they're operating out of, big fan of Anthony Richardson to the Colts, pretty much not to any other team. I don't like it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Corey, there we go. There he is. And he's back. I didn't didn't hear anything, so. Oh, uh, look, you can can see it on the screen, though. No, it's okay. I mean, I'm not looking. I just, I hope we play him, and I hope he sucks, and I hope we trade him. I don't care if we can get a fifth. Yeah, that's that's a year. real good plan. Just have him suck so no one don't wants care. him. Don't care. I hope he sucks. We finish with one win, and we get rid of him, and we get another quarterback next year. Don't care. As long as we don't trade up to three, that's fine. Take him. Whatever. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah, so I'm going to be selecting here for the uh, Seattle Seahawks. Uh, we are on the clock here. Um, I think this is kind of a no-brainer. Um, they will be taking um, – Mr. Anderson from the Alabama fighting Crimson Tide. Um, I think it makes most sense. Um, Seattle's defense was okay last year. Um, definitely got a little bit better throughout the uh, the end of the season. But um, again, you're, you're going to take what you can at this spot. I can, if they don't take a quarterback here, uh, which a lot of people maybe thought Will Levis would be 
um, a position they take. I think they could either trade out of this position um, and maybe get Will Levis, but they stay here. I think it's it's an easy decision to take one of the best, um, you know, edge rushers in the in the draft here and taking Anderson. Yeah, love that pick for you, Corey. I think they got a lot of uh, playmakers in the secondary already last year. Tariq Woolen was a breakout player with Jamal Adams. That's a good duo. So now they get a nice edge rusher to add to that defense. So uh, I guess talking about the secondary, we turn over to the Lions here with the sixth pick and uh, Devin Witherspoon sitting there uh, as the top cornerback. He was kind of a name that was definitely a first round lock. And then the combine came around and, you know, he started to get a lot of good looks his way. So he moved up past Christian Gonzalez, who had kind of been the unanimous number one cornerback here for almost all the playing season. But uh, I think, you know, the most staggering stat I saw against uh, for Devin Witherspoon, his um, QBR against him was a 25. And uh, that's pretty great. And even against Ohio State, so Stroud and that offense, he he only let up a 56 passer rating for Stroud. So uh, he's definitely a lockdown guy on a smaller team here. So I think they go solidify that secondary. Jeff Okuda hasn't really panned out like everyone had hoped. So they go and get their uh, star cornerback here. All right. Well, at seven, the Raiders are on the clock. And I think right here, with Witherspoon um, taken, I, I think they go with the next best corner and Christian Gonzalez here. It's actually, I think Christian Gonzalez is the favorite to be the first corner taken uh, at this point in draft season. So I think if Witherspoon goes, this is a need that like the Raiders don't have any, you know, great corners by any means. The other pick I was thinking of Will Levis, but I just think with getting Jimmy G, they're going to be happy with him for a little while, at least see what they have and try to build up that team a little bit more before they go back to the drawing board at quarterback. Um, So I think right here that they're going to go uh, Christian Gonzalez. All right. The ATL Falcons on the clock. Um, Obviously got a lot of needs have made, a decent amount of signings, probably the most free agent signings this offseason. Um, got Jesse Bates, Anyamada. They re-signed a couple of their O-linemen. Um, so I think with, with Will Levis still on the board and no one really um, in free agency left, I mean, I, I don't see them going after Lamar at this point. Um, I, I, think, I think Atlanta takes a shot here on uh, the big boy out of Kentucky. Okay. Yeah, I, I think that – I don't think Levis is going to be someone that, like, falls super far. Like, one of these teams is going to take a shot at him. Yeah, I think my the other pick that uh, I had considered for the Falcons here was Tyree Wilson. I mean, dude yeah. is a freak, and they've got zero um, pass rush currently. But um, I think I think – obviously you're going to need a QB. So I I think they're going to take a shot here if Levis is still there. Yep. All right, for Dub Bears. Uh, So my top top option I'm considering is Quentin Johnston. Um, Then I remembered the Bears probably will want some good players, so I removed him from the board. Um, So it comes down to Jackson Smith and Jigba or Peter Skronsky. It's 
it's really a toss up between the two. Um, I think when you're building around a quarterback and you want to assess, are we building towards giving them a second contract and having them be the franchise guy? You need to have a good O-line and you need to have good receiving weapons. I think they've addressed the receiving uh, weapons quite a bit with bringing in DJ Moore. They put him as a wide receiver one and it allows you to move Mooney to a wide receiver two role where he's more suited for. Chase Claypool is more of your sort of gimmicky deep ball uh, threat where I think that's probably what he's best suited to do. Um, I don't think he's going to be dependable enough to be wide receiver too, but I think they solved a lot of problems. Uh, I think if it's similar as not to the same extent, but when the Eagles brought in AJ Brown, you are able to shift people into more natural roles and it has like a snowball effect. So I don't think they need to go wide receiver here. Uh, so I'm going to go Peter Skaronsky. He's been good since he stepped foot on the field. They've built up the guard positions, get a left tackle, lock it in. Love it. Love it. Way to go, Francis. Home, homegrown boy. Love That's it. pretty crazy. The first left tackle in a draft is going at pick nine. Usually see at least one in the top five. So yep. kind of crazy this year. Yep. All right. Um, with the 10th pick with the, uh, the Philly Eagles uh, runner-ups in the Super Bowl. Um, very interesting. They have had a lot of departures on the defensive side of the ball here. Um, but I think they kind of, they can be surprising here. Um, one of the things that um, our homegrown uh, Eagles fan here has always complained about is um, not an extra receiver. I mean, they traded for AJ Brown last year, which was obviously the steal of the draft, in my opinion, um, in terms of what they did with their their, their pick. Um, and then in terms of, you know, they having Devontae Smith. Um, and I think the defense right now is in a good position where they can draft later with it being a stronger defensive um, draft. I think here, if I was an Eagles fan, I would want them to take a receiver. And with that being said, I know Frankie doesn't like him, but um, I think Quentin Johnson right here is a good pick. There's no way. <laughs> <laughs> to pair him up, to pair up on the outside here with A.J. Brown, put up another big body. Um, that offense then turns into a, I mean, the the basically a four-headed monster with the people on the outside that they can throw to. I mean, your other receivers right now are Zach Pascal and um, no, um, Zach Pascal just signed with the Cardinals. Oh, okay. Well, good for you. So you got rid of him, but Quez Watkins just wasn't there. Just not a, he was just a person on the field. So I think getting another big body receiver like a Quentin Johnson right here, um, who has pro comps to um, um, yeah, Andre Hopkins. Yeah, Andre Hopkins. Sorry. I think it's, a, I think it's a really good pick. Yeah. Is it the, I mean, I honestly, I think you guys could trade out of this position because um, there's other value later, but um, at this position, since we're not trading out, I'd take Quentin Johnson. Crazy. I thought you were going to go Tyree Wilson there. Just the prospect of having Tyree Wilson next to big baby Glenn Davis in the middle, uh, <laughs> Jordan Davis. <laughs> I think that that is just a scary defensive line and, and, you know, I think they saw in the Super Bowl last year. They could probably use a, a few more edge rushers. So lose a guy like Hargrave and uh Yeah. I like I like your strategy, Corey. The the best defense is a good offense. That would that would be an unstoppable team. So I see where your head's at. 
Uh, for the Titans, you know, I was kind of targeting a left tackle here, but they signed Andre Dillard uh, in free agency. So I think they're going to look to bolster that receiving core with their terrible QB, who's not going to be able to throw him the ball. But I think they go to wide receiver U here in, in this case and go get uh, JSN and get another playmaker to that offense. They got a lot of young talents on defense, so I, I, you know, I don't think they're going there this high. So we'll see if Traylon Burks and Jackson Smith Najigbo pan out over the next decade. Okay. Possibly Lamar Jackson. That'd be that'd be good. Uh, but all right, we're at twelve. The Texans are going crazy with this player fallen to them and that's Tyree Wilson I mean they you know they got their quarterback at two and now they're able to get one of the best edges in the class and you know this guy's a freak and I just think this is a pretty obvious pick with the Texans needs as well like they they're terrible on defense for sure uh Jets on the clock I am just going to assume by the draft that the Aaron Rodgers trade has gone through. Um, obviously, got a ton of studs on defense, ton of young guys, ton of young weapons on offense. Um, I think they go and they they sure up that O line for Rodgers with Skaronsky gone already. Um, next best option in the draft is Paris Johnson Jr. Um, since 2000, 19 tackles have measured at 36 plus uh, arm reach, not wingspan, but like arm reach. And Paris Johnson is one of those guys, um, just an absolute monster um, and a guy that's, uh, you know, you're protecting your number one asset in Rogers with. Like it. Who's up next? All right. That's me. I think the Patriots are running in the card right now, and it's going to be Joey Porter Jr. I think they want to get back to their defensive roots, and you have a long physical corner that is that plays with a lot of aggression. I think that helps the Patriots get back to their roots of being a defensive first team that puts their offense in favorable positions. I don't think they're lying to themselves about what Mac Jones is or what they have on the offensive side of the ball. I think they want to try to be tactical on offense and then just have the defense enforce and put them in favorable field positions. Good way to do that is start to get that secondary locked in. I think Joey Porter Jr., if it wasn't for such a deep corner class, he would be going higher, uh, put, a lot, put on a lot of good tape at Penn State. And I think he's a solid pick here at 14. Okay. That seems be really that good. seems the Patriot way. Yeah, it does. All right. All right. Hackers on the clock. What do we got, Corey? Hackers on the clock. Um, I mean, based on everything that they need, um, and I think they need to help out Jordan Love, which it's crazy that they're going to do it this the first time and not have done it with Aaron Rodgers. Um, I honestly think that they end up taking um, one of these one of these top tight ends. Um, in in my professional opinion, as a fantasy expert here, um, I think Michael Mayer is the best tight end in the drafts. 
Um, and I know that that'd be kind of a reach, but if you look at what Notre Dame tight ends have done in the NFL, I understand that's a, a, a stupid thing to say, um, but Notre Dame tight ends are like the second tight end you. And I think with the the pro comp to Jason Winton and the way that he fit in, um, I think he's a perfect fit there. He can block. Um, and the um, the kid from Oregon State, Dalton Kincaid, or what's his name? Not Oregon State, Utah. Sorry, Dalton Kincaid. He can't. He's not a good blocker. Um, and I think this helps up, ensures up. You know, definitely the uh, the presence of you know having a a reliable tight end, and then also having someone that can help you in the run game with Aaron Jones. So I like Michael Mayer here, um, but that's what I'm going to go with. They also uh, lose Big Bob Tanya to the yeah. Bears free agency. So what? Okay, before so so, so the weapon there, the weapon that they're giving love is Mayer. See, this is what I'm talking about. This is why we can't have fun things and talk about fun things because PB's in cool. here. And Corey, everything. This is you're no, just, we we have not talked about and even Frankie yeah. didn't come at me with the Quentin Johnson thing. So you, yeah, I mean he kind of did with up. his express. He did it with his expression. Yeah, I don't. I don't care. I don't want to hear from you. You weren't even here for the Colts pick because you couldn't even handle the truth. But <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, I just I, I get the idea about a weapon, but I just it's interesting you'd pick Mayor as a as a weapon. Yeah, he is a weapon. Okay. And there's tight ends in their rookie year. I don't know about that, but I mean, he's gonna be 10 times better than Kyle Pitts. Move on. Ooh, <laughs> Nick, whatever you do, somehow rewind this, clip that little segment. We will be showing this on future episodes. Every and he time down the road. Kyle clip Pitts it. catches like a 60 yard touchdown. Hey, Chad, clip that for me. Yeah, yeah Chad. <laughs> hey, Siri. Uh, all right, we're moving on to the pick at Washington. This is the worst franchise in the history of the NFL. So, how do we mess this up so bad that like <laughs> we can fit that mold? Like it's very hard to do that. But I think the closest thing we could do is take maybe Dalton Kincaid, but I feel like their secondary is kind of garbage. So they might go for Brian Branch, but like he's also a really good player. He's drawn comparisons to Minka Fitzpatrick. So like he's too good to draft. <laughs> I think they're going to reach for a right tackle right now. They have Andrew Wiley as their starting right tackle. So we're going all the way down to an overhyped and oversized Ohio state tackle. In I forget his name. Keep scrolling. Keep going down. DeWan. There he is. DeWad Jones. I mean, he's good, but like, this is, they got to reach on someone, you know, they got to mess this up somehow. It is the commanders. So, <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot of good players that they should draft in front of him, but I think this is going to be a bridge year anyways because they haven't figured out their QB situation. So off chance they get Lamar, they get another guy that can uh, block for him. All right. Steelers on the clock. What do we got? Yep. So as, as we saw last year, I mean, the Steelers' offensive line is – absolutely atrocious and they're not going for a quarterback in this class they, they're going to need to build in the trenches and need to protect uh you know kenny pickett who is their guy and so i think here they're going to go with an offensive tackle and i think that'll be broderick jones out of georgia um Big boy. he's a super explosive guy and uh well, yeah, he's a big, big, big Six, boy. Six eight three seventy five. Yeah. That's so this, 
<laughs> it's just it seems like you know there, there's some other guys that definitely fell here um you know in, in on in this draft but i think they're just gonna have to address some of their big their biggest need which i think is their offensive line all right the detroit lions with their second pick in the first round so um addressing some of the concerns that the lions have um obviously Earlier in the draft, we've got Nick taking Devin Witherspoon. Love how that stirs up the cornerback side of things. They also signed Emmanuel Mosley and Cam Sutton in free agency. So I don't think they're going to be looking secondary anymore. Um, a guy I was looking at as well for that is Brian Branch, uh, big hitter out of Bama. Um, another guy here I could see them going for if he's available is a Quentin Johnson, kind of sure up an X receiver for Sun God and Jameson. Um, but with Kalijah Kansi doing what he did at the combine, I mean, who doesn't want an Aaron Donald clone MCDC, big defensive guy loves his dogs. Um, I think they go Kalijah here. Yeah. He was one of the guys that I was saying that kind of fell, but I just, yeah. And here with the bucks, I mean, it's just going to be bad. Yeah. Um. There's not a lot of positives that are gonna be going on with the Bucks next year. Got a, a hard reset. I think you just gotta take someone that you think is gonna have some really high upside and is gonna bring the character element to help stabilize the rock locker room through what is gonna be a rebuild. Uh, is when you have what is it Kyle Trask and Baker Mayfield competing at quarterback it's a hard pass. Uh, so you're going to need someone that's going to help with that. Someone I do not think is going to be available this time around falls to them. When you see pass rush win rate over 22%, hammer that Nolan Smith, going to the bucks. Yeah. I like it. What did he, what was his 40 time again? What was that insane? Was it a four, three, four, three, nine. Yeah. Just like, Absolute free. Yeah. I think he'll probably end up going top 10. All right. I have Seattle's yeah. second pick as well here. Um, I think what Seattle does here, again, I, I don't think they're in a position of competing, but that's just me. I think Geno Smith was way overpaid, but it is what it is. And I think that they need to, again, sure up some more weapons for Geno Smith to throw the ball to. Um, historically, the um, the Seattle Seahawks have never had good tight ends. I'm going to go here with Dalton Kincaid as the second tight end taken off the board, and a very um, uh, very strong tight end class here. Um, I think he brings another weapon to Geno. Um, again, I don't like him for the fact that he can't block. And I think he needs to develop his blocking uh, to be a successful tight end in the, in the NFL here. Um, and that's not something, I mean, it's something you can, you know, work on, but blocking for a tight end is like a must. And so, but with his, uh, you know, his physical attributes on the outside and him being kind of very explosive as another receiver, I, I like the Seahawks taking Dalton Kincaid here. Okay. 
under the Dolphins, they're in kind of a fun spot. I no, think. Nick, Nick, the Dolphins did that pick. You're hmm. on the Chargers. Oh, sorry. Yeah, they they lost the pick for a tampering. Yeah. Fill me in. What happened? Are you Tom serious? Brady. Tom Brady trying to get Tom Brady. Oh, all right. Nice. Idiots. All right. <laughs> on to the Chargers. All <laughs> right. I think they definitely need some help in the secondary. It was kind of bad last year, but they have Derwin James at safety. Like Brian Branch is pretty awesome. I don't know if they go that great of safety work. So they're probably going to go down to Deontay Banks. Or potentially Murphy, maybe Lucas Van Ness. Let's go with Lucas Van Ness. He's kind of a big body. He's they have some older edge rushers and Khalil Mack that I think that they would benefit from having some more firepower. We saw a lot of injuries on that defense last year, so I think they're going for depth here. Van Ness. Yep. It's a good pick. All right, so the Ravens are on the clock. For the Ravens, they're kind of uh, upset that JSN and Quentin Johnson are gone at this point because I do think if they were still on the board, they would go wide receiver. But they might feel – it's just they lost Marquise Brown. They have Bateman. I don't, it's weird with the Lamar situation, so I don't know like who's going to end up even being the quarterback for the Ravens. Um. Man, this is this is a tough pick, but I think I'm gonna go. I do need weapons. They have, they have Andrews. Yeah, okay, I think they'll go Deontay Banks. I, the the the, Ra- the Ravens always build around their defense, and especially in their secondary. I I just think he's fallen a little too far now. I mean, this guy. There's a bunch, like we've talked about, this corner class is so deep, and there's some absolute freaks. You know, we've, you know, Gonzalez and Witherspoon are, are gone, but I mean, at the combine, Banks might have been the most impressive of all of them. Four, three, five, 40, 42 inch vertical, 11, four broad jump. I mean, this guy's a first rounder guaranteed. It's just how high does he go? Yeah. I think he goes to the Ravens. Yeah um all right well with the way the draft has fallen with minnesota on the clock um obviously they lose adam thielen um so you're looking for kind of a you know red zone target kind of bigger guy so i don't think they go the zay flowers jordan anderson route um also think they need some help on a, a corner obviously you know patrick peterson did what he did there um we can debate whether that was good or not later, but uh, I think the you know the top four corners are off the board here. I think they go and get something, someone to sure up the middle a little bit. Um, I think they go with a big body here, Michigan boy Mozzie Smith, to uh, bolster that defense and that that front a little bit. Yeah, they lost Dalvin Tomlinson to the Browns. So they're going to need someone to fill that gap. Yep. All right. I think Mozzie Smith, once the betting odds come out, I would hammer the under on whatever Mozzie Smith 
uh, line is because I, I think he will go in the first, and I think that's probably right around where he'll, he'll be taken. The Jags, they're in an interesting spot. Uh, I mean, they just lost their tackle that was a solid pass protector, weak in run protection. I don't believe they signed anyone right. to play that tackle. No. So if, if you're thinking, okay, they got to shore up that offense, you're going to go pass heavy because you now have the gambling man coming in uh, to help with Christian Kirk. I think this team makes a lot of sense for Anton Harrison. You're going to have to have him hit the weight room and kind of get that strength up. He's improved year in and year out with that strength element, but he's a, a pure pass pro right now, and I think that works well for that offense. All right. All righty. I have the G-men on the clock here at pick 25. Uh, just signed their franchise quarterback to a stupid deal. In a lot of people's eyes, I don't think Danny Dimes deserved all that money. Um, Frankie would disagree with you. Um, the satchel. <laughs> yeah. they, uh, they're an interesting team, uh, especially on the outside. And I feel like I've been I've had like all offensive players this entire draft. Um, they did just sign... Paris Campbell um, to their receiving core. They let go of Kenny Galladay, or if they haven't already, they're going to. Um, that re that receiving room is kind of in shambles, and I think bringing in a another receiver here, um, building through the draft, that can probably help them here. Um, I like Jordan um, Addison here. Um, I think you know from the year he was in, um, he was at Pitt. He was. You know, he was the best receiver in the in the college football um, that season. Moved to USC, had kind of a little bit more of a down year, which was surprising, especially to Nick. Nick hates Jordan Addison. Um, but besides the point, I think Jordan Addison is going to be a really good receiver in the NFL here. Uh, needs to work on a couple things, but um, New York is looking for another number one here. And I, I think Jordan Addison can maybe be that guy. But at this point in time, I think this is what they need for the offense for Danny Dimes to throw to. Okay. Yeah, I I like I think they'll need to do something with that offense. So you're telling me I get to be Jerry Jones right now? <laughs> <laughs> and you get awesome. to be Mike McCarthy. You get to be <laughs> Mike McCarthy. You get to be yourself. You get, oh, you get to just do your job, Nick. Just do your job. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I I think that if you asked anyone, they're probably going to go be John Robinson. They love taking big talents in the first round offensively. That's who Dallas is. They like to build around the offense. It's really tempting to go for Brian Branch. They could definitely use some help in that secondary, and he'd be a great fit there. But the Cowboys, are they're just going to Cowboys. So they're going Bijan, keeping the hometown guy. He was making way too much noise in that Lone Star State for them to pass on him. Bijan's going to be a boy. How stupid you go from Z, like you have Tony Pollard. He's franchise he, tagged though. So like they could lose him next year. They got, there's no way that Jerry Jones doesn't have a stud running back back there. And this is his chance. So it makes too much sense. Yeah. He doesn't think about roster. Oh no, it makes no, 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 no yeah. it makes no sense, but well, it makes very a ton right. of sense. For the right. Yeah. Right. 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 
because Jerry going Jerry. This is how the Cowboys stay losing is doing things like this. Mike McCarthy being Mike McCarthy, Jerry Jones being Jerry Jones. Right. Trading away Amari Cooper so you can keep Zeke. Like how stupid do you have to be? Only to cut Zeke a year later. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's just unforgivable. Yeah. Bad. Oh gosh. Well, um, Bills are on the clock here, and I actually think they. If Bijan was there, I do think the Bills are a team that also could take him, just because you know. No. Then they just get Damian Harris. They did that, so that that kind of makes me think. Okay, well now they may not do that, but it just seems like a team where it's like, oh, they feel like they're strong everywhere else, and they're just like, oh, if we have Josh Allen and Bijan, like we're unstoppable, whatever. But with you know that he's not he's not available, I think they might do something a little off the wall here and you know i think tight end is a very premium position in the nfl and this is a guy because they do they're a team that could use some help on the offensive line especially when you have josh allen back there and you're passing so frequently but the good thing about this guy in darnell washington is he's basically like a sixth offensive lineman. So you could use him as much as you need blocking, but then he can also just be this absolute freak of an athlete when you need him to be. And, you know, the the Bills are someone that I was thinking of going receiver here um, with with Zay Flowers, but I think Darnell Washington just can give you a little more versatility um, and meet another need on the offensive line. So. I think they could surprise some people and and go Darnell here. I broke the, your toy. <laughs> huh? Why why do you think that's a bad pick, Corey? Oh, you said I broke oh. the toy. I broke the your nose. Um, all right. Bengals on the clock. Um, shirt up some of that offensive line. Obviously they did during the season and last offseason. They steal away Orlando Brown Jr. from the Bears somehow. Um and this deep down, I don't think they're gonna go gonna go there. Um, but someone that they did lose who I think they're definitely looking to replace and a guy who has fallen way further than I think he's probably going to. Um, they lose Jesse Bates. I think they immediately plug and play uh, Brian Branch in here um to replace him. Yeah, that seems like a no-brainer. Yeah. All right, oh. to the Saints. Kick. <laughs> yeah, uh, I need to see some of the specialists. The ranking. Oh, they don't have uh, it. <laughs> oh no! Well, here we go. Here we go. All right, Jake Moody. Money, money, Moody's there. <laughs> I would not wish that upon him. Wingate. <laughs> there's just something about Wingate. <laughs> he wouldn't bad. wish that upon Moody. He would <laughs> not wish that upon the Saints. Um, <laughs> just take your damn. Yeah. Listen, PB, I'm working through my process. Uh, actually, this would be a very quick. They, I think they would run in the card if the board fell this way. Yes. Uh, Miles Murphy Absolutely. is a very obvious pick. Um, he understands how to play edge about as well as us. Uh, he's got traits out the wazoo, and if you can develop that, he can be a – like 
sky's the limit. It, he is probably going to Walker. And I think he didn't want to test because it was only going to lose him money because of how hyped he was. He only really wins in one way off of the edge. So he has a lot of work, but you hope that you can coach him up and kind of get him to where he was going to be kind of projected to be. He was slated as a top five pick before this year started. And yeah, I think he makes a ton of sense. The Saints would probably be celebrating if I would be going, I would be going absolutely nuts if we get Miles Murphy at that 29. I think he's an actual option for the Eagles at 10. So yeah. Oh yeah. No, he's like, he's, I've been seeing so many things that were, and I almost picked Miles Murphy multiple times with some of my other picks, but yeah, I mean, we're, we're going crazy if, he falls. Yeah, I was thinking about taking him at ten uh, for the Eagles, but you took a terrible wide receiver. I thought, wide receiver. I, thought I thought Frankie, I thought we could get a steal at the end of the draft, and you you stole him from the Eagles. So um, now I have to go with the other Clemson boy, Brian Breeze here, defensive line, sure up your your defensive. Um, you know, obviously Hargrave's gone now. Um, a good spot to pick up another defensive uh, lineman here. Um, Clemson boy is going back to back. Um, I think it's a it's a good spot to pick up in. Um, if if you flip it and you take defensive first, um, then here for the Eagles, obviously I think I would take a receiver. Um, but I I like or a corner. I like corner at ten for you um, as well. But if they don't fall there, then um, I mean I, I don't like anyone except Quentin Johnson. So. Well, I'm telling you, I'd rather I'd rather take. I'd rather take Bijan Robinson at ten than Quinn Johnson. <laughs> okay, that's that's crazy, but uh, we're taking Brian Breeze at thirty. <laughs> I mean, that's that's crazy, but okay. What is All he right. going to be our wide receiver three? Yeah, I mean, Quinn Johnson as a wide receiver three—that's that's, that's pretty about that. crazy. Yeah, Devonta Smith can show him how to actually pay. Wide and receiver. I actually think he'd be a your wide receiver too, but he wouldn't. Anyway, uh, Chiefs are on the clock. All right, Nick, bring us home. All right. Well, we saw Juju walk, and I think their wide receiver one right now is maybe Sky Moore if uh, Cardarius Tony can't stay healthy. So I think they get a pretty good value at at a Zay Flowers pick right here. Big playmaker – not big, but a a playmaker and uh, someone who kind of fits that speedster role and – don't hate that at 31. There, there's probably not a better landing spot. Well, probably yeah. for most receivers still be on the Chiefs, yeah. but I mean, especially for Zay with his like skill set, like yep. perfect fit. What's our grade? They don't they don't grade when you do multiple teams. Damn it. Are we gonna do favorite and least favorite? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we can do that. All right, so Starting with Nick, since he went first, what's your favorite pick, maybe value, and what's your least favorite? Hmm. I think best value, probably, honestly, the Texans with Tyree Wilson. I think he's he's kind of a top 10 talent that falls even to 12. He's kind of a, just a big edge rusher. I feel like we should have like a unanimous favorite value, but yeah. I guess you're not in agreement, Nick, but uh, what's your least favorite? Uh, I mean, I, did, I wasn't a big fan of Quentin Johnson, so we'll stay there around the around the 10th pick. 
okay. to the Eagles. That doesn't make any sense. They they need help on the edge. They could go for a cornerback. And, uh, you know, James Bradbury, Slay, they're pretty old. I don't, I don't even think Slay's going to come back. But uh, huh? what corner would I have even taken there? At 10? What do you yeah. mean Slay? What do you mean Slay's not coming back? I mean, he's old. Like, you don't know. Like, these guys just walk. Randomly. He just signed a three-year deal. Yeah, but he's, like, 32. So, like. Oh, okay. I thought two... you meant, like, you don't. I didn't know. I thought you didn't know he's back on the. You can no. easily and... take Joey Porter Jr. At yeah. 10. Right. Yeah. So, I, I think they go cornerback at that position or edge. But that's just okay. me. Um, who's two? You were. Goldfish. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, I think this should be unanimous. Miles Murphy at 29 is insane. So, I mean, I'm glad that the Saints got him in this draft. Hopefully, if you go for the Saints, you're such a homer. Nick. Okay, we'll, we'll see what Frankie's pick is for his favorite value when it gets to him to see if I'm a homer. Miles Murphy falling to 29 is nutty. And if he falls here, like, I'm going crazy. Like, I don't think there's a chance in hell we get him at 29, but we'll, we'll see. And then my least favorite pick man there's a few here michael mayer at 15 to the packers is pretty atrocious but yeah we'll stick with that one i mean that's that's pretty bad so i just don't think that when you're looking for a weapon for your new quarterback that a you know not very athletic tight end that just is like a not a downfield threat whatsoever, just kind of a chain mover in the middle area of the field. Decent, pretty good blocker. Like, I don't know why that's your your weapon, but I think that's a way overdraft at 15. All right. Uh, I think best value in this draft is going to go either at 19 to the Bucks with Nolan Smith or Brian Branch at 28 uh, to the Bengals. Uh, I think both of those guys land higher than that come draft day. So I think both teams here are are pretty happy with where those guys are going. Uh, least, I mean, as much as we all know Bijan's going to be a stud, we know where this league is going and drafting a running back in the first round is uh, not the greatest approach to building, to building a squad. So um I, I do think he lands at Dallas after this offseason and all that's gone there. And I, I, I'm not shocked by the pick, but I don't think it's, I don't think it's a great, great pick. I may have to retract my worst pick to Bijan, but because I mean, that's really on brand for me. Uh, I want to be conscious and not pour on too much. Uh, my two <laughs> least favorite would be. I think the obvious one is Quint Johnson. I would be furious if we drafted him. My second would be Michael Mayer. I, I just don't see how you take him at 15. Kincaid's the best pure receiving threat. And I think if, oh. if you're going to take a tight end high in the first round, they better be an ex- exceptional receiving option. So I'm going to go with the best receiving tight end. Uh, so I'd probably say that is my least favorite. I thought you were going to go with Kincaid. I wasn't going to argue with that, 
where if I was going to take him, I would have gone Lucas Van Ness. I think that's very on brand for the Packers. Best value, I mean, it's going to be Miles Murphy. You don't get athletes like that to fall all the way to the end of the draft. Interesting, Nick. Yes, I'm not a homer. Because he just Venmoed him 50 bucks. <laughs> I think we can all agree, though, the Falcons are the biggest losers in this draft, though. <laughs> I think I mean, the Cardinals would regret that draft pick heavily. Though I'm a big Jalen Carter fan. They do not have the infrastructure to support him. I think he would flame out quickly there. And I don't know how they take him over Will Anderson. So that was in the running for one of my least favorite picks. Yeah, I think they get Will Anderson too. But uh I don't know. They need they need to replace JJ Watt. They have cool. so much to we have I think they need to trade out realistically. Like they need I mean, more they, than yeah, just they need so many things. Yeah. All right, Corey's final uh least favorite and favorite. Uh least favorite which I think is a complete overdraft is Darnell Washington to the Bills. He's <laughs> the way that you explain to what he can do is is just I, I think he's he's I think he's gonna be a bust. I don't care how big he is, have how athletic he is. I don't think he's gonna be good in the NFL. At that, I think no. Let me really rephrase that. I think taking him there is a bad decision. Um, and I think the probably the best, the probably one of the the best picks. Um, in terms of, I think it's honestly, I think it's, if Will Anderson goes five, I think that's a, um, I think he should be top three in my opinion. Um, a better one than that. That's a two spots. Okay. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, I, I don't think like, all right, I think maybe, that's Tyree, okay, maybe Tyree Wilson at, at 12 to the Texans, I think. They can get him there if he falls out of the top ten. I, okay, it's two spots again, but again, I think it's it's a good place to pick up because their defense was terrible and they need a lot of help. So, and and then they just bolstered their offense. So, I think getting defense there is good. All right. Well, that'll do it for our first mock draft. We may do a two point like right before, like very close to the draft. But our next episode will be our draft bets episode. Favorite one for sure, um, where we can actually apply all this stuff to winning some money. We cleaned uh, up last year too. Yeah, last year was a great, great uh, NFL draft. Um, but that'll do it, and we will see you next time.